Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with a Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. This week, we're cozying up with Danielle and Alex, a celebrity styling duo specializing in styling red carpets and events, street style moments, and brand campaigns for VIP clientele. We chat all things style, bridal outfit ideas, and their favorite jewelry trends. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm so excited to sit down with Danielle and Ali, the celebrity styling duo. You've probably seen their work everywhere these days. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. So excited to be here. Thank you for having us. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about, you know, you guys are so young um, and I see every single celebrity, every single influencer is styled by you guys. How do you, you know, meet, come together and, you know, build this amazing business? Yeah, I think this is our love story that Allie likes to <laughs> yes, tell. That's how we call it. Um, so Danielle actually hired me way back when um, we met working in celebrity relations at Carla Auto, which is a global fashion PR agency that you're probably familiar with. I um, interned in college at KCD, so oh, it was yeah, like, okay, so so like yes. they were in our building. Yeah, some friendly competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and yeah, Danielle kind of took me under her wing. It was really just the two of us and our boss at the time who we love and adored. Um, and we were kind of thrown right into running red carpet events and New York Fashion Week events and running the showroom. And kind of our job was to place brands onto celebrities. Mm -hmm. um, We'd work with celebrity stylists all the time. And when we were exposed to that, we kind of like we're scratching our heads. We're like, oh, that's kind of something we're interested in. Um, and then kind of naturally, VIPs and celebrities would start coming into the showroom and kind of be like, can I can we style together? And we're like, sure. And it kind of just naturally ended up being Evolving, that we yeah. became stylists. Yes, that is our our love story. So how did you get like your first clients and kind of you know, how did it grow from there? Was it like lots of word of mouth or um, how did you, did you have connections to like the designers through like your PR background? I think it's a mix of everything from our time in the agency world. Um, that's where we kind of met our first celebrity influencer and really grew our network. Um, Who was your first like celebrity or influencer that you styled? Apart from anything agency related on our own. We ended up booking Kelsey Merritt, who at the time was like very well known from Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. um, and we were so excited about that. And we styled her for New York Fashion Week event. It was a Bulgari event. It was for Daily Front Row Awards or a carpet. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like an independent project that we took on while still working um, in the corporate world. And that's when it all kind of began. And going even further back um, before you guys even worked in PR, like what sparked your interest in fashion early on? Was that something that you always knew you wanted to work in? I definitely always knew I wanted to work in fashion. I should have went to FIT. I didn't because I was like, I want to go find all the boys and go <laughs> get a college experience. Um, but always knew I wanted to be in fashion. I went to Loyola University in Baltimore realized that there was like nothing to do there, <laughs> no internship. So I started like a fashion program, which is so crazy because Allie will talk more on this, but she really started a fashion program. Um, and that was it. And just knew, couldn't wait to get back to New York City. Couldn't wait to get 
my hands in an internship. I think I applied to every single company under the sun until my first internship was at Purple PR. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kind of similar. Also grew up outside of the city. So it was kind of always in and out doing like small modeling gigs and around the industry. So I knew it was something I wanted to participate in. Um, and my mom worked in fashion. So it was something I always kind of just grew up around and had a knack for. What um, did she do? She was a buyer back in the day for brands that, like Anne Klein and Robert Comstock. I don't even think those brands exist anymore. Um, but definitely my fashion inspo. And then I went to the University of Michigan, which also, like Danielle said, had no formal fashion program, but I had a long family lineage who went there. I was always destined to go there. So while I was there, I started a program called the Michigan Fashion Media Summit, which is now in its sixth year. I'm going back in um, a few weeks and I'm now working with the university on really building out a formal program. We've had Diane von Furstenberg come speak before. Rachel Zoe's participated. So um, that's kind of been how we still stay connected to students and find interns um, and still very well involved. Awesome. So what is like a normal day in the life as a celebrity stylist? Can you, because it sounds very, very glamorous, but I'm sure there's like <laughs> yeah. a lot of unglamorous things that go on. <laughs> and I think that is the big like misconception. <laughs> exactly. We are like in sweatpants every single day, <laughs> running around like crazy. I mean, every day is different. Um, while we prep for fittings, you know, we're just in our office, we're doing emails, we're doing our business work. And then the more glamorous days would be when you have a fitting and the client comes in and we try on all the looks that we've been pulling. Um, and then fast forward to their like, let's say carpet day where they're doing glam and we're in their hotel and we're getting them dressed and putting on like the final jewelry pieces. That's a little bit more of the the glam that people see. Yeah, you see. can usually catch us behind the scenes putting like a necklace on someone or an earring or it's always fun when, funny when we have new interns or assistants come in and their first day they're coming like such a cute outfit and heels and we're like, in our gym clothes, we're like, it's yeah. a very casual office environment. Um, but yeah, we usually say it's like 90% the unglamorous side and more like the work and the hustle. And that's like our our day to day. And then the 10% is more like on set or with clients or that more glamorous side that you see on social media. And Shopping I'm, suitcases yeah. around yeah. Manhattan if you see Always us. the bag lady. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sure. And I think a, probably a lot of your job is like the relationships, like building relationships with other clients, but also with like all of the designers and brands that you work with. Like what are some ways that, you know, you've been successful at getting clients and also being able to have like such great brands to work with yeah. as well? I think that is the key to our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is going to be like, give us longevity is relationship. And I think that goes for the entire fashion industry as a whole. Um, you know, we have that great brand relationships from our time in PR and our number one priority is our client relationships. You know, we want them to always be number one, whatever they need, put them first. Um, and that really just, you know, develops your relationship on and on and on that, you have clients long-term and they, they trust us. They feel safe. You know, we can really build on ideas together and do like custom work and kind of all over the map. Yeah. Once you get to that more like friendship level, that's when you can kind of start to explore. And then within the industry, it's kind of interesting that 
you realize everyone's so interconnected and we all grow together. Our old assistant now is works in VIP at Purple PR and then people we used to work with at Carla Auto are now in-house at Prada and YSL. So just having like always maintaining positive relationships has always been crucial to us and having like a positive reputation in the industry. And when do you guys start working together like officially um, and start styling together? It's, we love this question because we always get <laughs> It's a stumped. different answer every time. <laughs> we met in 2018 mm -hmm. and really since we met, we have always been doing projects on the side. I mean, we were always in corporate for a long time. Um, it took years for us to finally take the jump and start our own business. But through the years, I mean, when we've had downtime and if a friend were reached out or a client, you know, we would do it on the side. Um, which goes into just juggling our corporate life and our business. Yes. I would say officially it was around COVID when we really launched and had enough time to explore, you know, what our business strategy could look like. Yeah. And we've always worked so intimately, even at Carla Auto. I think our desk was like, like how we sit right now. Yeah. Like couldn't be close. bigger than this couch. Um, and the team was really, like I said earlier, just the two of us. So we learned really quickly that. A, we connected and worked well together, and B, we learned how to work together, um, and that really hasn't changed and since. I think it's pretty crazy that you guys launched a styling business during COVID yeah. when everyone was just, like, locked inside. So can you, like, tell me how that kind of worked? I think it's, like, so fitting to our story because we are a little bit crazy. Mm -hmm. and Untraditional. Like, <laughs> Ali will say, I would say crazy, but, yeah, we launched our business when Sorry. the fashion industry shut down. Yeah. Um, but really it brought us like were people like needing outfits. It's yeah, we <laughs> kind of caught that like new wave of that TikTok girl, that social mm. media star that was all like the all the rave at the time and we kind of saw an opportunity there that hey, that people are looking at what they're wearing at such crazy rates and we, you know, got interest from brands to put outfits on. Our first um, major TikTok girl was Ellie Zeeler at the time when she was really taking off and we were working virtually and doing virtual fittings and wow. sending sh stuff from warehouses and um, work like, operating in that capacity, which is untraditional um, from our normal styling day to day. So, yeah, just launching during COVID gave us a whole new perspective on how our business would operate. That's insane. Um, and so that was like very recently. So you guys have really skyrocketed in your success. Um, you guys made Forbes 30 under 30 this year. Congratulations for styling. Um, do you have any advice for like young women that might be looking at you all and wanting to break into the industry or go off on their own? Like any tips? Oh, I feel like we are, we have so much <laughs> advice and we love like helping the younger girls. Cause I think we did both have a hard time breaking into the industry mm -hmm. and then it's hard. The yeah. We didn't industry. even know. I didn't know styling was even a career path you could mm -hmm. take, especially I don't think Danielle did either when we were at schools that didn't have programs or any support around that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the industry for us, we can just kind of relate to our story. We were always told no, we always knew there was something that we wanted to build together. And I feel like a lot of in the corporate world, at least, it was kind of like shunned upon or like you were put in a box and mm -hmm. you can't, you know, oh, this is not how the industry does it. So you can't do it this way. And I think that for a while we were caught in up in it. And until you realize if you have like an idea and you believe in it and it makes sense, like 
you can get there. Yeah, I mean, we started an Instagram account before like TikTok or anything was a thing when we were at Carla Auto called There With Us. And it was to show the behind the scenes of the PR world and show that like what that PR girl does. And immediately it was yeah. shut down by our boss at the time because it wasn't a thing to do like get readies with me or show behind the scenes of a day, which is now very much a thing. Mm -hmm. um, but you kind of just learn that when you're at that assistant level, you kind of do have to pay your due diligence at some capacity. And looking back, we learned so much from our prior bosses that at the time were like, we're ready to take off and launch yeah. our own business. But so now we do have some appreciation, but we've learned how to balance. Like when we do have an assistant who wants to learn and grow, how to like nurture them, but also teach them what it's like to build from the bottom up. So it's a, it's a balancing act. And I think it, it doesn't happen overnight. Like, We've been at this for a while now. I mean, every day we've like sacrificed holidays and trips and social life and everything you could think of. Um, it really does take a lot of hard work. And, you know, there was a time when we were in corporate where we were working at 8 a.m. and we would come home and we'd work to 2 a.m. Our work day would begin yeah. at 6 p.m. from 2 a.m. And oh, sorry. so you kind of just, you do what you have to do and you figure out your path and what kind of will work for you. If there's a will, there's a way. Yes. You figure that out. That's like been our, our mantra for sure. I love that. Um, what um, are three like styling tips or tricks that you think everyone should know if you're like, hey, I don't know how to put myself together? <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard and it's the industry is so oversaturated, right? There's so many different trends. Mm -hmm. There's so many, it changes almost like overnight. Um, something that we really do is we stick to the basics. We stick to what we feel most comfortable in. That way, when you are like stumped, you have that time to be, just kind of go back to your oversized blazer or mm -hmm. your layers or your cargo pants. Yeah, um, we love a closet cleanse like every, like- Yeah. I need a closet cleanse right At now. least once a month. And once like, a month? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're donating things or, or reworking things just because we always go back to the same pieces. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's also taken us time to establish our personal styles, but now like we really focus on what makes us feel comfortable, like Danielle said, and like getting inspiration just in New York City, we went to like a super cool vintage shop the other day and like really found things that spoke to us. So just like taking time to figure out your personal style. How would you guys describe your personal style? We, I feel like are very similar. Um, I don't know if that's because we just spend so much time We've together. We've worked into one person. Yeah. But we love like a tomboy aesthetic. We like to say um, kind of playing, playing with that men's tailoring component, oversized layers, um, sneakers like really just like anything that has to do with being comfortable yeah and i think because we're around so much newness all the time we're always getting new pieces in like i always then when i'm getting dressed go for like my vintage pieces just because it's different and can't be replicated and feels a little bit more authentic so we yeah when you have a client like do you style from your personal style or do you style for their personal style and then like put in your like own flair it's definitely collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. um, our goal as stylists, right, is to make our client feel the most like themselves and whether that's enhancing that or elevating that, but usually, you know, we'll have a meeting with the client. What is your goal? Like, what do you see for yourself? What do you need help with? We definitely have clients that are girly mm -hmm. um, and love like the mini dresses and the heels. Then we have clients who are more on the sexy side then we have clients who are more tomboy and comfy. I mean, it's really a mix and that's 
I think the essence of styling is focusing and seeing what you can do for each client. Yeah, definitely the goal is elevation, like always like introducing, especially this like new age TikTok kind of girl who does, who's more prone to maybe lower scale brands, like introducing them to like luxury or just like more individualized pieces um, is something we focus on also. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. So we're going to play a fun jewelry game where I'll show you different engagement rings of different styles. And you guys tell me what kind of girl wears this ring? What's her personal style? So the first one we'll start with, this is a five carat emerald cut. Um, It's set in platinum with tapered baguette side stones. Let's see. Wow. Yeah, she's classy. (laughs) She's She's even the right hand. Yes. (laughs) Yes, the, the left hand's the right hand. I mean, this is honestly like my favorite cut. Ring. The emerald cut. It's really elegant because it has the like step cuts. So it's kind of like understated, not so sparkly, but mm-hmm. it has like that geometric look as well. No, this is definitely like my go-to. I mean, I can't help without thinking about myself and my style when I think of like <laughs> this ring. So this is your ring? This ring looks Similar to what Sophia Richie has, who's As, a major style inspo and love her whole aesthetic. So she's kind of that like very classy, chic girl. We'll put in a little spice here and there, but yeah, I feel like it's um, you know cool. I'll try it on. Yeah, yeah, I do. Hand it over. <laughs> no, it's so cool. Yeah, I Sophia mean, Richie has this cut. I think she has it on a plain platinum band yes, without the side stones. Exactly. No, it's so stunning, and yeah. I feel like there's. The focus is right there. There's not like craziness around it. Um, so I feel like it's just like such a cool. She's a clean cut girl. She's a city girl. She's a city girl. Okay. Love that. Do I have to give it back to <laughs> You can hold on to it for now if you want. <laughs> we might get confused. Okay. <laughs> okay. The next, next one is going to be a five carat oval on a simple gold solitaire band. I love gold. Like I love a gold band. Well, this yeah. Looks very similar to Haley Bieber's, right? Yeah. Yes. So I uh, think that's kind of who she embodies. Kind of funky. How do you describe her? Yeah. Probably, I feel like this ring could go with everything. Like, it's almost like, and I feel like Haley has so many different personalities through her style. So it really just is like, goes with everything. Do most yeah, people like, that, that you style so big uh, like reference her style? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just <laughs> want to do the Haley Bieber, but we, f- we feel that she's our muse for sure. For like nails and stuff, because we do like a lot of that content for like weddings and everyone is obsessed with oh, her. Yeah. The chrome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have like my hands tattooed, honestly, probably because of her. Well, it is <laughs> funny how from like a styling perspective, especially when you are a bride, the manicure is yeah, essential with the ring. Essential. Or yeah, we're going to call her the Bieber ring. Yes. <laughs> Love that. Okay, this one is a little different. This is um, an antique style ring featuring a marquee diamond and sapphires. Wow. Okay. This is very different. A little curveball. This one fits. Wow. 
I am just feeling like this girl is too cool for anyone. Like <laughs> She's a Brooklyn girl. She's <laughs> just cool. Like, this is, like, her ring. It means something special to her. It has some, like, I mean, yeah, she's a thrifter. Yeah, probably, like, more of, like, an old soul kind of girl. Wears, like, cardigans and loafers. This is giving you cardigans Cardigan and, loafers. and loafers. It is. Very timeless and classy. I'm seeing, like, someone who is very... She's an old soul. An old soul, very elevated, and... She doesn't want what everyone else has. Exactly. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay, last but not least, we have a... Eight carat elongated cushion cut on a pave diamond band. Wow. I would like to retract my statement and <laughs> this say this want. is my ring. Yes. No, this is, I mean, this is for like, I don't want to say diva. I was going to say extra. Like, yeah, like you're going for it. I mean, this is stunning. And yeah. I think you're definitely maybe a girly girl at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, you love a dress a bad collection to go with her (laughs) this is and a shoe collection yes so sparkly too yes so this one has like the brilliant cut faceting different than the emerald cut so it's definitely gonna be like sparklier and obviously the diamonds on the band give it like yeah something extra no she's a girly girl she loves sparkle and color Mm -hmm. and high heels yes Perfect. Thank you so much for playing. It was fun. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> do this all day. <laughs> yeah. Staying on the topic of jewelry, just for a sec, mm-hmm. um, obviously that's part and kind of finishes every outfit. Do you have any, like, jewelry styling tips that you give to your clients or, like, do's and don'ts for your outfits? I think jewelry really make can make or break a look. Mm-hmm. It's super important. Um I always gravitate towards a lot of rings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think just having, you know, that timeless like tennis bracelet, a stack on the wrist. I mean, that you can wear every day that can be taken into more special occasions. I think those are like, I couldn't go without. I'm always one, as I'm wearing today, for, to opt for a gold hoop. I mm-hmm. feel like that can also elevate any outfit. Literally, if you're wearing a workout outfit, you could still look like cute with your hair slicked back. Um, yeah, in terms of clients, we literally are like, it can never be too sparkly. Adding like layered tennis necklaces or tennis bracelets just only can elevate mm-hmm. an outfit. Do you have like rules? Because I know a lot of like brides that I work with will be like, well, if I'm wearing like a high neck, I'll do earrings, no like necklace. Or if I'm wearing like big earrings, I can't wear a necklace because it's going to clash. Mm-hmm. Like, are there any like just basic tips like that i definitely think we have to we do jewelry as the last step Mm -hmm. we see the full outfit um if the neck is open we usually like to add a necklace obviously with sleeves we will probably stay away from bracelets anything hidden but i think our our staples are is always an earring always a ring necklines are tricky we love a choker i feel like Mm -hmm. that is like a good fix when a, a neckline is high or low um but yeah, love layering. It really depends on the specific mm-hmm. outfit. I feel like completely naked if I don't wear earrings like mm-hmm, every right. day. I'm like, 100%. oh my God. <laughs> We've done one carpet look with no earrings. It was Elsa Hosk inspired. Yes. <laughs> nice. But it, yeah, it we was felt, cool. <laughs> we liked it. Um, do you have any like go-to looks for brides? Now brides have like a million occasions that they need to dress for. So many. Bridal party, like bachelorette 
we love we love a bridal party. fitting. Yeah. So a lot of people ask me, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I got married once. I have some idea, but mm-hmm. what what are your guys's advice for dressing for all of the bridal occasions? Yeah, I feel like it's such a fun time, and like a bride can go so many different ways. Um, we have worked with brides. I I do think it's a cool opportunity to bring on a stylist just because there are so many bridal brands. There are so many like accessory brands that are just... And you have a closet full of white things that you need to get. (laughs) And it depends. Like we've done brides who are getting married in Mexico or Italy. Like depending on your location, there are different brands that make sense. Um, But it's such a fun time and industry. I mean, we've styled brides who have done like a red dress or just something so unexpected or... Um, like we did like a Gucci garden theme. Oh, I love that. I yeah, think no, it's yeah. also a fun time to go a little bit outside of your comfort zone, especially, and also making each event you have different, like maybe for your bridal shower, doing a suit for your bachelorette, going more girly, depending on the location. So kind of embodying different types of bride throughout your journey is something fun to explore. You might find something you didn't like know you'd opt for. Mm-hmm. Half the time when we do a fitting with a bride, they come in being like, mermaid line and then they leave in something completely different and unexpected mm-hmm. i think the best advice is like you should feel your most beautiful your most comfortable you don't want to be worrying about what you're wearing that week bring and a pair of backup shoes yeah <laughs> yes oh my feet. god i was like number one regret was like wearing a fresh pair of shoes mm-hmm. and break them in a little bit <laughs> i was like oh my god if i could do that all over again i would just wear comfortable shoes the whole yeah. time um so what do you guys see for your professional future in the next like five ten years like what are your goals and aspirations we have a lot of goals i think within this year some big exciting things are happening um for the next month or so we're gonna head down to miami and have a grasp on some clients down there we're gonna officially be opening up an LA office. Wow. Yes, definitely so much opportunity out there in terms of the talent and girls that we go after. So we're excited to be full time there rather than traveling back and forth. You all guys the are time. gonna move to LA. We're. I'm gonna go to LA. Yeah. Danielle's gonna stay in New York. So we're gonna be bi coastal and actually take advantage of there being two of us. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a big focus of the year. Um, being two places in once is wow. kind of our power. Mm-hmm. And we'll go, I'll come, I'll be there too. We'll always be together. Yes. Um, yeah, those are kind of really the exciting updates for the year. Just really focusing on elevating and finding new clients to work with and building our brand. Yes. Um, we have lots of ideas of different directions we want our brand to go in and also some like physical products we want to build out. So that's definitely in the pipeline. Amazing. Love it so much. I can't wait to follow along. Where can people follow you guys? We are just at Danielle and Alex, A-L-I-X, on Instagram and now TikTok if you want to see some behind the scenes. Yes, Yes, definitely. We jumped on the TikTok wagon. Allie had to, like, teach me. Yes. Um, Still very confused, but I'm working on my my TikToking skills. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a whole different animal. But so fun and so addicting. It's my favorite, and I'm just like, well, I'm doing... I'm doing work, right? I'm doing market right, research. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Just scrolling for three hours and like look yeah. up. I have to like stop myself in 3 a.m. I'm like, oh. <laughs> enough research. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. This is great. And yeah, I can't wait to follow along in your journey. Thank you. Thanks. 
I love their tips and tricks for styling. What kind of bridal looks would you guys do? 